0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hey, uh, there's the music. That means you know what that means. It's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. That's that's what we're here to do like this fella sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm colder than a well digger's ass. (laughs) That's the second
2: time I've heard those. Well, now. Do you meet a lot of well diggers? Uh,
1: <laughs> we didn't have to explain it this time.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, my name's Jamie Flanagan, and I uh, just want to make sure everybody has a good time. But Brian, he's an animal behaviorist and dog trainer, and, and really the one here that can actually help you with your animals. Yeah. Sam over there pushing the buttons.
2: That's that's me. Oh,
1: making us sound good. Yeah. And uh, we, got a, we got a show on tap for you. We got. We actually have stuff yes, lined we, up. We got stuff lined up. We got fun stuff. Like, and uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman who has his own podcast. Nick Benger. He's from, uh, er, yeah, Benger. He's going to tell me how to say that correctly when we get him on the line. But uh, Nick uh, has. He's from Bristol, England, and he has his own podcast. And he's a, an animal behaviorist and dog trainer as well. So awesome. Uh, we're going to talk to Nick about his uh, website, and his books, and his podcast. It's uh, Dog Talk. So apparently he just talks to just dogs whereas we're animal talk we will talk to anybody. Anybody. Anything. <laughs> Bring your anaconda. That's it. So I uh, I said it's kind of like remember that you used to have the Warner Brother cartoons and then the Hannah barbera cartoons and they would <laughs> put them in a cartoon together. Mm-hmm. It was some of the best Saturdays it's, ever when it, that would. Well, happen. it was a little it was disturbing. Magical. It was magical. It was a little disturbing. Crossing the streams though. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, don't cross the streams. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my joke.
1: That's uh don't cross the streams. Uh, and plus, uh, coming up later in the show, we're going to find out uh, about the world's most amazing dog. Okay. It's uh, the world's most amazing dog. And, and Brian, it, it could be yours, even though you don't have a dog right now. I don't have a dog now. <laughs> But I'm
3: starting a new country.
1: <laughs> are you really? So, all right, so you want to get a dog for your new country. Yeah. Tell me why. You're starting how, a new country. How, why are you starting yeah, a new... Yeah, I'm putting
3: a building, a workshop in the back of my yard. Okay. I okay. have a, a lot of property. Sure. And I'm putting a workshop back there, and I'm going to call it Brianistan.
2: <laughs> so it's just going to be that... I that. That workshop's just going to be a country?
3: Well, yeah, I'm going to have a checkpoint
1: and a guard <laughs> shack.
2: No way! And barbed wire,
1: yeah, yeah, and barbed wire. Yeah, you, you got to get like those two guys that like were the guardsmen on. Yeah, uh, yeah. on uh, from Stripes. Yes, because you know you, they probably work. <laughs> They're from SCTV. I'm gonna do. There that. There were other SCTV. I'm gonna guys. have a list of. I'm gonna have a list of laws. Big. Like, do
3: you have to
2: have a passport to but, get in?
3: Well, yeah. But all, all, like, for instance, all females who enter Brianistan, I have breeding rights with.
2: <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not rule,
3: going rule number there. two. Oh my. Rule number two. Rule number two. No females allowed.
1: Okay. see. So that that kind of
3: that kind of handles it. why itself. you
2: gonna
3: be? Huh? Wait, you said you didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be complaining now. Yeah. <laughs> no. See, when you tell someone they can't go someplace, sure. Why, sure. Why, well, what? What? I,
2: what? Why? So yeah, no, no can chicks I?
3: allowed. No chicks allowed. What about children? Um, uh, you know what? Case by case basis. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about, okay.
3: And, uh, uh, so I, I gotta have my own, uh, currency. So I'm coming up with a coin. <laughs> It'll be me with like a, you know, like a little crown of. <laughs> you got the, you, like a, you're putting some okay. thought into this. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, like a to You'll see my shoulder in the profile on the coin. So I'll have like a little toga thing. Okay. To yeah. Over. Well, yeah. 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 And, uh, I gotta come up with a flag.
2: Naturally. Oh, I can do that for you. Yeah. Can then can I be let in? Uh, but I don't want I don't want to follow rule on number provi- one. On
3: a provisional basis.
2: Okay, I don't want to follow rule
3: number one. <laughs> no, no, rule number one was just a joke. All right, the, cool. Uh, there, there will be rules, though. There okay. will be rules. Uh, for instance, on, on Thursdays, you can only uh, use your left hand for writing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be great. So there'll be a lot of lot of rules in Brianistan. So what if then, you break so this Bri- rule? Stan? Uh, well... Uh, I haven't come up with a list of punishments yet, but it will be severe.
1: <laughs> <Come here. laughs> you and your friends shoot crossbows at each other, so <laughs> are there any crossbow rules in this country? Uh, well, What are the, what are the weapon s- laws over there? There are no weapons okay. laws. That's,
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the principal features of Brianistan. Oh,
1: man. All
2: Brianistan. All
3: weapons are,
1: are legal right. and encouraged.
3: And, and <laughs> encouraged.
2: Oh, man. Uh,
1: let's keep it to paintball guns. But like I said, we're going to talk to uh, Nick Benger, uh, <laughs> A Journey Through Dog Training, and I think we're at that point where we uh, should probably dial him up, give him a shout and see if we can get a hold of Nick over there in uh, Bristol, England.
2: I always want to dance to this music. It is.
1: It makes me feel like.
2: Hello. 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 How
0: are you?
1: Nick. Hey. Hi. It's Jamie. Hey. I'm uh, here with Brian and uh, you already spoke to Sam uh, from Animal Talk. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time this this morning for you.
0: Ah, uh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All
1: right, so we'll kind of set you up a, a little bit here. So uh, your website is Bark Play Teach. You are in Bristol, England. Uh, you have a degree in canine behavior and uh, training at various popular universities. Uh, you have a podcast called Dog Talk and written a couple of books. And uh, welcome to welcome to Animal Talk, Nick. We appreciate you uh, taking some time with us.
0: Yeah, well, just to kind of. Uh, mentioned there so i i haven't written any books yet oh all go right on Got one in the in the working um what i have wrote is is a engagement guide which a lot of people i guess consider a book but it's really just a, a little pdf guide
3: oh uh, all right yeah, have you so have that you that read any it books it,
0: <laughs> 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 and also uh the park play teaches is my local um business uh for people that are online uh they can get me at nickbenger.com all
3: right all right. Excellent. So Nick, um, uh you're uh, looking at your website here. You're obviously very passionate about dog training and animal behavior. Um what what got you what was your initial inspiration to become a, a dog trainer?
0: Uh I think like a lot of dog trainers I always feel like dog trainers have the same stories. So uh with with me, I got a little uh, Labrador puppy and everything just went wrong. Ooh. Um you know, he was chewing things, we couldn't get him toilet trained. But the the thing that really kind of pushed me over the edge into realizing that I had to find out more about dog training was when he almost got hit by a car and I was I was still pretty young. And, you know, I just came home and was just like crying and, you know, this little puppy that I'd asked for for years and I finally got him and he almost got hit by a car. So that was really emotional for me. And then at that point I realized, OK, I need to figure out how to correct this, how to how to make sure this doesn't uh Go go bad, um so at that point, I just kind of dived into books and t v and anything I could find on dog training and, and I just a passion grew from there so how long have you so you trained professionally now? yeah, so I trained professionally. It's difficult to put a, a time bracket on it because I did my first one to one when I was about sixteen years old but i I didn't really start training professionally regularly um until i was maybe about uh, 19 or 20 and um, i'm just coming up to 25 now so about five or six years i've been training professionally
3: oh great what's the market like in uh in england for dog training how many dogs a year would you say you, you you train or you work with
0: oh that's a difficult question uh probably in the in the hundreds so i i think there is a i think there is a real market for um for dog training in England, I think it's really picked up over the last few years of, I'm sure that's a global thing as well. People just becoming more aware that, uh, you know, you have to put the time in to train your dog and yeah, I just think there's a, a rising awareness around dog training now, especially with the T the influence of TV. Um, whereas beforehand, maybe people didn't really put the time in to train dogs.
3: Okay. So, what's your favorite and least favorite breeds of dogs to work
1: with?
0: Oh, man, you set me up. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, all your clients with that kind of dog are going to be like, oh, really? Yeah, all all,
2: all the dog owners w-
0: with chows are listening right now. Yeah, 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 yeah tell yeah. me what you think, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, okay. So, my, my favorite breed of dog, that's a difficult question to answer because I have a couple of favorites. I really, I love all dogs, but I, I love big dogs, so I, I really like working with uh, Rottweilers and Shepherds. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly least favorite? That's that's a tricky question because you are going to get me in trouble. Oh, I, I love all dogs, but sure. they're dogs that I wouldn't own just because they just don't appeal to me um now okay so yeah that's a, that is a fair question so far
3: you're being diplomatic about it but there are many many different breeds of dogs sure. right so uh, and they're all bred for different purposes and there are some you know some dogs that are that will match up to your personality much better than others so that's where nick's going with this right
0: yes okay. absolutely
3: all right so the ones that don't match up well with your per- personality would be
0: um i wouldn't have a boxer Put it that way. Really, that's, that's an interesting that's one. Dog. Choice. That's I mean, one dog that I can. I, I'm trying to think on the top of my head. I, yeah. The thing is, I genuinely do love all dogs, but if you if you ask me, dogs that I just don't appeal to me. I I've never. Uh, boxers come to mind as one that I just just wouldn't want to own. But there's not not that there's anything wrong with them. <laughs> don't hate me, boxer owners. Sure. I <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would have picked uh, Chows, Chow Chows. Uh,
3: yeah. Um. I, I don't have a lot of affinity uh, uh for Chows, and maybe um, I don't know. Maybe Shiba Inus. I I. Oh, I, I love those. Uh, you know what? I love cuddling. <laughs> I love cuddling them, petting them. But from for, for a training so standpoint. Cute. I could you know, I could take them really so You know, a lot of people don't like working with sighthounds and I love I've i I worked with sighthounds early in my career sure. and uh and had whippets and uh so I've I've I kinda have a knack with uh with the sighthounds, but um uh but boxers that's that's an odd one, because, you know, boxers are lots of energy, they're bright, they're uh um you know, readily trainable, but you just uh what do you got against uh, boxers, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> So, Nick, know. what's. I don't uh, have
0: anything against oh. them. They're just not a breed that I would own.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, like I said, it is a, it's a difficult one because, you know, we're dog lovers. So, you. Well, it's a difficult question to answer. Sure. There, are, there isn't any dog that I dislike, but there are just dogs that I just wouldn't go out and buy because they yeah. just don't appeal to me. And uh, yeah, boxers are certainly one. Um, I, I struggle to think of. I do genuinely struggle. I'm not avoiding the question, but um, yeah yeah which you know le- leads into the
3: the subject of uh you know when you are looking for a dog, sure, you really do have to take your lifestyle into consideration if you're going to be fair to yourself and, and to the dog you know if you if you live in a small apartment mm. where noise is a consideration, you know there there are, there are breeds that are more uh, better suited to that than say if you live on a ranch somewhere you know, or,
2: you know.
1: There we go. <laughs>
2: oh, I was like, where's that noise coming from? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so Nick, what is, uh, what's the most challenging part of training for you, would you say?
0: I think the, the most challenging part, and I think a lot of dog trainers struggle with this, is more working with the people and, and making sure that people are following through with the plan as you intended and putting that practice in on a regular basis.
3: Yeah, you know, so um, I don't train professionally anymore. So what I'm going to do for Nick is we're going to hear Nick's answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll tell you what he's really thinking. Okay, what's he okay. really thinking? What he's really thinking is these stupid people never practice. <laughs> they lie to you and tell you they've been working with their dog all week. And they never progress because they don't put in the 15 minutes a day that you tell them to.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely get nightmare clients like that. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and and they will they will do your head in and, and they will make sh- make you, you know, not want to. Yeah, uh, continue. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's part of the business side of things as well. If you can, if you can, uh, if you understand a bit of business and then, then you can f- help, hopefully funnel out a lot of those people. Yeah. So you don't end up working with people that you, you don't necessarily like or that aren't going to be motivated to, uh, put the work in.
3: Sure. So, uh, in your business, I would imagine your bread and butter is, uh, is like a basic obedience, but do you do any kind of Schutzen work or confirmation work or anything like that? Do you, uh, do you have any other specialties? Uh,
0: no. So the majority of my work is, uh, I do a lot of recall training and also I've just kind of fallen into doing a lot of reactivity training. Uh, wasn't something I intended to do a, um, but yeah, that kind of like lead aggression stuff. Um, I don't do any sports stuff. I, I mean, I've, I've messed around with, um, a little bit of bite work, uh, just for fun, but it's not something that I, I train professionally or I would consider myself good at. It's just something that we've, we've messed around with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Nick, you had mentioned that dog that you got when you were about 16. Uh, what was the first pet you ever had?
0: Probably, I mean, what do you consider a pet? <laughs> right.
1: So, like, uh, Brian's have, got some pocket lint; he's pretty attached to. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, I mean, we had like fish. We had tropical fish. Yeah. I mean, uh, they are they are pets, but I guess you don't grow attached to them. But one thing that I I did notice because uh, I was trying to catch the the live feed before you invited me on. Oh.
2: It accidentally so, like turned out. Or turned off yeah. we're having difficulties <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no worries but um so it i obviously i'm known for dogs that's what i do that's what i talk about that's what my podcast is about but actually one thing that people don't know about me is i'm a huge reptile fan as well ah. so oh. I, I don't know if you've got the video up there but behind me are some of my many tanks so uh, yeah i'm a huge uh, reptile fan right on
3: Really, that's interesting because you know with the, with the reptiles, it's they're not known for being uh, as readily trainable as uh, you know uh, dogs are. But um, do you actually use any uh, any training uh, on your reptiles, or have you found it effective at all?
0: Well, people have certainly trained reptiles. It's not something that I've done myself, um, but there are some brilliant studies on on reptile training is it's one of those things where i always think you know i'd really love to try that and i really should put the time in to do it but i just haven't got round to trying it but the, but there are there's definitely a growing movement of people that are training reptiles um, especially in the zoo world and and also i, I believe there's a few facebook pages now um, linked to kind of reptile enrichment and and training yeah jamie
3: used to teach skinks to line dance <laughs> it's <laughs> a little wow. hobby in mind, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh by the way Nick I uh, just thought you should know unless unless, oh, you, ma- no. m- maybe you already heard it but uh, Sam thinks you're cute No, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: which is b- what I believe I w- why I think you're on the show to uh, begin with is Sam was like oh he's
1: cute there's <laughs> a, hey there's a cute guy with a dog let's uh, see what we can get uh no, just messing with you, Nick. But uh, so tell us a little about your podcast. You have a podcast called Dog Talk.
0: So what uh you're talking to dogs? What are you doing, Nick? Yeah, so uh, my <laughs> podcast is it's just dog talk with Nick Benja, a straightforward name, not particularly creative. Um the majority of the podcasts are me talking to other dog trainers from around the world, people that have various specialties and uh and are well known dog trainers. I do. Um, I do like to branch out occasionally. So occasionally, we talk to a vet, or we talk to someone that is uh, maybe involved in some other area of dogs, but is still very interesting. Because, of course, you know we're dog lovers. We we um, it's all fascinating to me. Um, but being a complete dog training nerd, I do tend to talk to majority dog trainers. So, what is something that you've learned from one of these
1: other dog trainers that that really surprised you about the craft?
0: Ah, oh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> that is a difficult question to answer. I mean, I learn stuff all of the time, actually, but it tends to be very deep, theoretical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really nerd out, especially kind of behind the scenes, talking to some of these people. Uh, well, I, I've made a lot of friends from podcasting as well. Um, from From running my podcast, you know, talking to people, uh one of one of my friends that I've made from the podcast is uh Eric Brad who um does a lot of training at over in um Canada and he's forever uh blown my mind with deep theoretical stuff. But but actually I I'll give you something. So a uh, podcast that is literally scheduled to come out as we're talking now uh with um Kay Lawrence, who's a trainer here over in uh Britain, relatively well known, speaks at Clicker Expo. We just uh, released a, a very kind of deep theoretical one, one that will blow your mind. And uh, we were talking about this game called uh, 101, 101 Things to Do with a Box. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. No? No,
1: no. Is that with a box with your pet or just for...
0: With with tra- with your dog for dog training. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah, this is... Sorry, I don't know who your audience is because we didn't really dig into this. This is deep dog training
1: stuff. Yeah, no, it's uh, animal lovers, pet enthusiasts, people searching for help. go for it. My mom on occasion.
0: (laughs) One thing that dog trainers have done for years now is they've – this is, again, a dog trainer game – where you get a box and you basically teach your dog to do as many different behaviors with the boxes as possible. So say that the dog walks over and pulls the box and you would click uh, and reward them for doing that. But then the next time you would reward anything but the click. So this, this is a exercise that came out of people thinking that, Hey, we can try and make our dogs more creative and that'll make them better um, candidates for training. Well, me and Kay went and had a deep theoretical discussion, partly on that in in the recent podcast. And we were talking about how actually that's a a misconception and it's actually just really confusing for the dog. And it doesn't help your dog training at all because you you get this dog that doesn't... um, So generally when you go through training, you want your dog to go from A to B to C to D to E to F. And if your dog's doing one thing and then going and doing something else completely different it makes it really hard to train them so yeah that's one thing that i learned recently that actually maybe that's not a good game to play with your dog
1: (laughs) so uh i've heard you mention clicker clicker training twice uh is that your primary method
0: uh it's not well Clicker training is involved in, in my training, but I don't tend to use a clicker because I'm working with owners all the time, mm-hmm. and just having a clicker in your hand is uh, is another thing to hold for people, and it's another thing to focus on. So what I tend to do is we we use what we call verbal markers. So uh, I say the word yes. So if my dog does something right, then I'll say yes. And then I'll give the dog a reward. And what the yes does is it tells the dog what you just did has won your reward. So it takes out the kind of confusing. What am I being rewarded for? Because some, a lot of the time, especially with, um, dog owners, they're, t- they're slow to get the reward to the dog. And by the time the dog's got the reward, the dog's doing something completely different. And that can really slow down your training. So what the word yes does is it just pinpoints what you just did has won you this reward.
3: All right. Yeah, timing is absolutely the uh, most important aspect of sure. of training. And the difference between a good trainer and an average trainer is timing. Yeah. You know, if uh, once you understand the principles, you know, um, and you'll see that once you, uh, once you, once you, you, you know that once you see it, it just drives you crazy when you
1: see people with bad timing. You know, working with, with a dog. So you could run into trouble with that, though, because if you were say, I don't know, at home and. In the bedroom, having an intimate moment, and the dog was in the living room tearing up the couch, and you're in there screaming, yes, 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 yes. and the dog's tearing up the couch, uh, you know. That's some- you guys! <laughs> that just went south. <laughs> that's
2: so bad.
3: Uh,
1: so yeah, we're Nick, we're pretty much the lowest common denominator here in Animal Talk. It's uh just <laughs> potty jokes and sex jokes. That's pretty much uh that's all we got, really. Uh so well, your website is pretty cool there. That's the uh, uh Barkplay, whatever bark dot com and uh people can find out about your training. Um how so I'm not exactly sure where Bristol is. Uh, how big of an area do you do you cover with you that you cover to for your servicing?
0: So uh, Bristol is is one of the the bigger cities in in the UK. is uh, based in the southwest. Um, so yeah, I, I cover all of Bristol and and uh, I, I primarily work uh, <laughs> via one to ones. What I do actually do for people that aren't uh, local is I do do coaching calls. So I, I've worked with people in. All kinds of different countries, and and as we are doing now, you know, I just jump on Skype and uh, we talk people through the process and and how they can resolve the problems with their dogs.
1: Oh, that's awesome! So, Skyping, uh, Brian, you're you're ancient. You've never really had technology as a tool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what, Nick? What kind of uh, div- challenges do you see when trying to train via Skype?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there are definitely uh, challenges because you can't demonstrate things. You can't be there with a person. So there are limitations. I mean, some things suit themselves to uh, uh, Skype training far more than others. You know, things like reactivity training are virtually impossible to do via Skype because, you know, if you if you want to do reactivity stuff, then you really need to have someone to help you with the setups and, you know, have stooge dogs and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you can give general advice over Skype, but there's always going to be a limitation there. And and actually, I have had people that maybe are just kind of out in the sticks and don't have any dog trainers nearby them. And and you know, there's just an understanding there. I've I've been very upfront. You know, we can't. I, can, I can. I can. I'm limited in the amount that I can help you. But they would rather have that than nothing. So I've done that with people, and and also, but I mean, other things. So. Uh, a lot of people do separation anxiety stuff uh via Skype because it's it's not necessary to be there with the clients um, yeah uh puppy training all of these kind of things that you can talk people through without necessarily being uh being right there in the room with them.
1: What do you think what do you, speaking of the technology and working with your pet, what do you think about these apps and like the new pet? nanny type cams where you can have like your pet cam in the living room and and Fido's there at home you're at work and you're like Oh, I'm going to check in on the dog oh look at him taking a nap and then some parents are just pet parents are just like I got to say hi and so they they turn on the microphone and they start shouting at the dog and the dog wakes up and is like looking around the room hearing this disembodied voice coming at them the voice that they're familiar with what is it uh what do you think about those uh apps
0: well, I mean, the, the camera things have actually uh, mostly been a, a very good thing for um, dog training because it means that we can monitor the dog. So, I mean, one of the problems with separation anxiety is that a lot of people don't even realize their dog has separation anxiety because when the dog is reacting and getting stressed out, they're, they're not there. So the cameras have been... A, a, an excellent uh way of of diagnosing that where a lot of dogs have just you know had to cope with that for their entire lives but in terms of the voice thing i mean the the example that you gave there sounded like that wouldn't be a good thing to do you know if you're if you're talking through the camera and the dog's getting stressed out then uh that's probably not a good it thing just,
1: it seems like it would just stress the critter out yeah i just uh i don't, I I don't think it would be
0: a calming talk- thing at all I haven't had people talk through them. Um we've just used them as a tool to see how the dog is doing and how the dog's coping. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I I guess if they're starting to chew the couch you go, "Hey, sit your butt down." <laughs> but I just there's so many pet parents that are just like, "Oh, hey, Schnookums, how you doing?" and then the dog is like, "Uh, why aren't you yeah, pet me?" That's
0: in- yeah, that's interesting. I haven't had that, but that yeah. might be a uh a UK thing.
1: Yeah. Right on. All right, so Nick, what's uh, what's next for your your training and for your podcast?
0: Well, my podcast is is has been probably my biggest focus over the last few months because it's just been great. Grow- I mean, you've probably experienced this here as well, I imagine. I think that this whole niche of dog podcasting is is really growing, and uh, I've been really just kind of amazed and and excited about the, watching the numbers just go up every month so i have put a lot of effort into um focusing on, on podcasting at the moment so that's probably my main thing and and like you said earlier people can uh, find that just by uh, searching on the podcast apps for dog talk with nick benger or the website that people can can get me on is uh, nickbenger.com unless you're local to me but that seems uh, unlikely or sure. unless you or if you want to do coaching course then then you can uh, find me on parkplayteach.com.
1: all right so uh so you interview other trainers what's uh who's somebody that uh who's your dream uh get for an interview who would you like to really like to talk to
0: yeah well you know what some of the I, I, when i started podcasting i was i was nervous about asking people that were extremely well known because there's that kind of like daunting aspect of it but as i've gone on i've I've started to lose that fear a little bit more and we've had some people on that um, have just been amazing. So, I mean, uh, these are, these are, these, these people, the names I'm about to mention to dog trainers are like gods, right? <laughs> these are yeah. people that you, that, you know, are extremely uh, uh, respected. So people like Bob Bailey, uh, Patricia McConnell, um, Ken Ramirez. I mean, all three of those were huge for me. the The person I would love to talk to that comes to mind when you ask that question is Karen Pryor, who wrote uh, "Don't Shoot the Dog." I would love to talk to Karen Pryor, um, but but I haven't arranged that one yet.
1: All right, right on. So I don't. I think that name's familiar.
2: The yeah, other three I, didn't ring a bell, but uh, that, we that actually was interviewed her um, okay. Okay.
1: on our on our national show
3: like years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. I've talked to her a few times. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: crazy. Yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah this uh and we've we've had Caesar Milan a couple of times and then a Victoria tidwell so but yeah. uh those are the trainers those are the bigger trainers that we've chit chatted
0: with whoa, it sounds like you're gonna have to give me the in on the uh Carap- Pryor Carapri- episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah she's she's a very nice lady, and she was uh uh this is years this years yeah. back yeah. we've
1: been doing this since like uh ninety three yeah yeah, we were, It at, was a it was a radio show. Old. Yeah, Sam wasn't alive. Yet. Yeah, we were doing this before Sam was. Uh, you know, I uh,
3: I yeah, went and saw her true. shortly after she wrote uh, "Don't Shoot the Dog." I, yeah. uh, I saw her live, and uh, I was able to get her, you know, get her attention there and talk to her a little bit. And, that's because oh. you weren't wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, I was rarely it? do.
0: <laughs> was it? You, was it uh, the same host of the show in '93?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. were, we wow. were there. We had a, we, there's a couple other people have come and gone, but yeah. uh, we're hanging tough. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, we, like the, you
2: know,
3: we had a regular yeah. radio show, a syndicated radio yeah. show back in the old radio days. Yeah,
0: and
2: now uh, it's a podcast.
3: Yeah, now it's a podcast.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's really incredible. Um, I, I w- me and Caesar Milan are very different uh, trainers, but I would love to talk to him because I think, I, in fact, Caesar Milan really was. Um, uh, a big starting point for me because that was probably the first dog training stuff that I ever came across. Yeah. And even though I've kind of, my my thinking has moved on a lot since those days, it would be uh, an absolute honor to um, talk to him because I, I, yeah, I think that would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he's great. It's it's his, his theory usually just run them ragged and they're too tired to misbehave. <laughs> That's kind of his stick. It's like, Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thanks so much for uh, hanging out. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, because yeah, I, I checked out a couple of your episodes, and uh, it's it's fun stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, it seems like I have a lot to learn for you from you. Aww. You've been doing this for a hell of a lot longer <laughs> than I have.
1: <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Yeah, staying up in the the middle of the night for us midnight. and uh, <laughs> midnight. Yeah, so it's like around a little after midnight your time, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's the nature of these things. I'm. Fair. You know, I, I've had the same thing with uh, guests that I've had on. Um, it's just, it's just the nature of time zones.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are, so, are you talking to us at just a technical end of things? Because you sound good. Uh, normally, we get callers and they don't sound so good. So, you're talking through like your a podcast microphone. stuff to us. Yeah. Oh, you can see him. So, Sam, yeah, I
2: can see. Him. I don't know how to put. Oh, okay. I
1: know how to, yeah. <laughs> That's why Sam's been drooling over there this whole time. I thought. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, her boyfriend's probably listening and getting all pissed off. I said to Sam, "We get better audio quality Uh if uh, if we jumped on Skype and I I just use my uh, podcast setup." So I've got my boom arm here and and my microphone. And actually, I saw your Facebook live, and I I think I was I was looking at your little setup and getting a bit of podcast envy.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're uh, it's a podcast Detroit. We're in the Metro Detroit area, so it's uh, we we use a space called Podcast Detroit, and uh, there's a studio downtown uh, in the city itself. Uh, and then we're just in a suburb, just about eight miles North of the city right now. And, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, there's some nice facilities they got.
0: In fact, talking of uh, previous guests, I saw that you'd had, uh, Brian Barcheck on, uh, from snake bites. Yeah. He was, uh,
1: yeah, he, is, uh he, he was one was... of the hosts for, uh, a number of years. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't realize he was a host. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, uh, watched a lot of his show as well being, uh, being that reptiles are my hobby. Oh yeah, he's crazy. He's he just got bit again
1: yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, yeah okay. I mean, if you ever make it to the Metro Detroit area, uh, we got to hook up, and uh, yeah, you can get a tour of Brian's place. He's got some crazy. He's got this crazy reptile zoo now. It's nuts. Are they uh, based
0: in Detroit? Are they
1: uh, just north of the city? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't realize. Yep, yeah, yeah, that would, I, that would be incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he does like all the conventions. He travels the country. He's gone all the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, his home base operations are are here in the city.
0: Yeah, they're doing uh, big things in the kind of reptile community. I think they're the, by far the uh, biggest reptile YouTube channel that I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's yeah, and he's like the third largest uh, reptile distributor in the states, or something like crazy, like that. I don't know.
2: That's crazy.
1: He's got a lot of critters running around
0: or slithering around. Slithering around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've had. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm never going to compete with Brian, but I've I've had huge amounts of snakes over the years i mean i've i've kind of cut down a bit now but at one point i certainly had probably about 15 or 16 snakes i've bred them um i've got more into lizards over the last few years as well so yeah that's that's kind of my side hobby the all of the reptile stuff
2: it's so cool yeah. i'm afraid of snakes
0: like oh,
2: okay. i can't touch them yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cool. All
1: right. Well, Nick, uh, I appreciate it. And uh, what's the, the website again? Just nickbenger.com?
0: Yeah, people can find uh, my podcast and the the very few blogs that I end up writing over at um, www.nickbenger.com. And yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: All right, man. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Nick. See you. All right. Bye. Be well.
2: He's so cool. He is. See, and if he comes guy. here then we can like he like he was like, Oh my god, you guys have this person on, this person on, this person. Yeah. And he thinks we're cool now. So I'm yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: No, he's a good guy. That was uh <laughs> that was that was good stuff. Uh,
3: speaking of Brian Barczyk, um
1: yeah. are we ever gonna have him on?
2: We should. Yeah,
1: we gotta we gotta get him back in here. He's like so busy with like, uh, he created, he's doing like a daily vlog thing. Yeah. He has, he has like 2 million subscribers. Oh my God. You, yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's not. If we
2: got him on here, it be. We- subscribers. Yeah. No,
1: it's, it's, um,
2: maybe just he was for doing one? this thing, uh,
1: snake bites TV for a long, long time. And then it turned into animal bites TV. Oh, uh, and now he's, uh, he's, he's doing more of the, this personal vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just every day, just, you know, at the shop, he was on that, uh, venom hunters. Oh yeah. He was on the animal planet. Uh, was it animal planet, animal planet, venom mm-hmm. hunters. Um, yeah, That's he was, crazy. uh, he, they, they went to, I think he was in Australia. Um, hunting poisonous steaks for that uh Dang. for that bit yeah the him and him and uh one of his guys chewy <laughs> chewy's like this kind of uh just uh uh <laughs> sidekicky kind of oh yeah, a yeah, sweetheart yeah. of a big guy you know yeah. uh and and he the two of them just and brian's like a sweetheart too he's like uh just a real he's good people yeah no we definitely get we him we should back get him on them have him come back and play in the reindeer game some more. So, Brian, uh, talking about uh, helping people and helping people yeah. with their pets, we like to do that here. That's uh, one of the fun things that that we get to do. We, we should have had Nick answer a few questions. We should have. Oh, dang.
3: Man. I'll call stupid him back. Brian,
1: stupid Brian, stupid Brian. Why didn't we <laughs> do that? the hell was I thinking? Uh, but, no, we'll get uh, get you to answer a couple of these here. Dear Animal Talk. All right. So we got one here. This is a story problem. Get your pencil out here. No, not really. Uh, I have a golden retriever puppy, eight weeks old. She's mostly house trained with an accident here or there. Uh, the problem is at night. She uh, is created, she's crate trained uh, and, and loves being in there. And it's right next to my bed. Um, and she's usually quiet throughout the night until she has to go potty. Uh, She'll start to soft whine, which will wake me up, and then I take her outside. She'll poop immediately, and then we'll go back and go back to bed. But it happens four or five times a night. Now, here's her schedule. 5 a.m., we get up, and we go out, and we go potty. She usually does one and a two. 7 a.m., we eat a small breakfast, kibble only. We. Oui. Uh, yep. And uh, kibble only, and then we play. Uh, we go outside, a little one, a little two, and then she's crated for the day. Uh, I come home at 5.30. So from 7.30 a.m. to 5, she's in a crate. Um, uh, Sometimes there's some number two in the crate. Uh, We go outside and there's a number one and a number two. At 5.30, we eat a large dinner. Um, Kibble, pumpkin, rice.
2: The humans eating kibble too? Sure,
1: why not? Uh, 7.30, the food and water is picked up. Uh, She plays Throughout the evening, going outside regularly at her leisure, uh, and then 9 p.m. put in the crate for bedtime, Uh, and then ensues the poopy time, 11.30, 12.15, 1.30, 2.45, 4 o'clock in the morning, over and over. Uh, I can't feed her any earlier in the day uh, because I have to work and there's no one else here to, to help out. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, first of all,
3: uh, this dog's only eight weeks old. Yeah, so she's doing really, really well with this dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, for, eight
1: weeks is pretty darn young.
3: Yeah, I mean that's when you that's when you you, you get them from the uh, from the breeder. At, okay. at eight weeks, so it's very young, and she's doing a great job so far. So a few mistakes is expected with a young puppy. Okay,
1: so what about that uh, short, uh, yeah, span in the evening? Yeah, let me. I'm getting to that, oh, but yeah.
3: she's doing a, a great job, and uh, you know what co- uh, correlates with that. Hmm. Schedules. If you notice throughout the email, she's telling you exactly when they do things. Sure, yeah, which is the key to housebreaking. Okay, okay. So, uh, the dog's not doing so well, and you know, the dog can can us uh, uh, stay in the crate longer in the day than at night. You know, you really should get the dog out of the bedroom mm-hmm. because uh, what's happening? You, you trained your dog to whine, you know, to wake up and get you now. Um, she may be going, but she doesn't have to go four or five times in a night. right? You know, and, and the feeding schedule sounds pretty good, so it, the dog should be able to make it through the night. Mm-hmm. But you've taught your dog to wake you up, so she's going to do it, mm-hmm. even when she doesn't really have to go. Sure. So um, I, would, I would not put the dog in the crate I would, um, or uh, in the bedroom. I'd put the dog in another room, and instead of letting the dog wake you up with her barking, mm. I would uh, set it to a schedule. Okay, so now she's getting up four times a night. I would set my, my clock for two times. Wake up, no matter how much she cries, you're going to get up at those two times and then you're going to take her out. And then kind of wean her down to one time. And then, uh, you know, within a month, you should be able to, to have her uh, sleeping throughout the whole night. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, you got to do it gradually because if you don't, you're going to end up with a mess, you know, multiple messes in the crate and a dog who's crying and whining, mm. you know, nonstop.
1: That's a not the good. That's not good. That's not good. All right. So, but she sounds like she's on track for that young of a dog. Oh, yeah. uh, She's doing great. So when, when, so if you you get a puppy, the earliest you get them is about eight weeks. Mm -hmm. When you start some very strict uh, regimented training like this, when can you, how long can you anticipate till a a puppy is able to hold it through the night and then, uh, uh, you know, be through the potty training? How, when, what's a a good time frame? By 12 weeks. Yeah. The
3: dog should be able to hold it all night. Sure. Okay. And the dog should be about 80, 90% accurate, meaning very few mistakes. Okay. But it's not going to get much better. Don't expect it to get much better until the dog is over six months of age because they're growing real fast and lots of changes. You know, and they're just, they're still babies. They're still puppies mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're going to make mistakes. So even a uh, uh, quote housebroken dog is going to make Mistakes, you okay. know. Um, once, hell, I make a couple mistakes. <laughs> that's here. right. That's right. You don't get it right all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you wake up in a puddle. I know. You know, I talked to Colleen. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. you ready for a little stupid news? Yeah, it's here. I picked this up off the internet, so you know. <clears throat> Got to be true. Got to be true. <laughs> a dog was accused of a hate crime. Oh God. for a racially motivated lawn pooping. Oh okay here we go uh can a dog be racist sam can dogs be racist
2: um uh probably yeah so i mean i Ra- mean i mean i don't know because they like seeing like don't they not see in color so how
1: oh, yeah good point
2: how would they know that's so it maybe they so. can't be
1: racism is kind of uh trending right now and uh <laughs> it's kind of the trendy thing right yeah
3: yeah. So
2: can they or can't they?
1: Intolerance is kind of...
3: I heard that, uh, what's it called? That civil rights movement is well underway.
1: <laughs> what are you getting at, Jamie? Uh, but, you know, can it can it extend across species?
3: Well, they can and can't. They they can and can't. Okay. Now, racism is in, in your heart. You wait, wait, wait. Right? You, wait,
2: do you mean dogs against other dogs or dogs no, against no. people? Dogs against
1: people. people. racially motivated lawn pooping. And uh, dogs can be
3: very suspicious of other races because... Um uh dogs will be suspicious mm. of anything that is not uh n- not um familiar Normal? normalized to them. Yeah, mm. so you take a puppy who's uh maybe Sam and her girlfriend get a get a, a an apartment and for the first 3 or 4 months the dog has never seen a tall male with facial hair. Sure first time the dog sees it he's going to be freaked out right right or, or men or with hats. hats yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hats, with a hat or yeah. something so yeah. if they're not socialized with this a uh, certain type of people they tend to be either afraid or aggressive towards them sure Later on. So it's that's that's the, the uh one of the reasons why you want to socialize your dog as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And you know, they can they they do see the difference. It doesn't matter that they're they're colorblind. It's so weird. They, they can they still know the difference. Well I sure. remember
2: I had a dog and I had there was this dude who came over my I was younger, but there was this dude who came over my house and he was like darker, you know, darker skinned. Mm-hmm. Uh he wasn't he wasn't like African American, he was like I don't know. He, you know, he was just darker skin. Okay, he wasn't yeah. white. Okay, uh, but my dog like got aggressive. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I just thought it was so weird. It's like I don't know. It's just weird because it's like it's black and white. How do you? I don't know. If they no. see him black and white, like how I don't know. Well, it's I just not like it was that. Weird.
3: You've you've seen you've seen a, 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 a you've watched TV on a black and white TV, haven't you? Like yeah. an old fashioned TV. Yeah. Okay, I you think can so. still tell the difference between a black person <laughs> and a white person <laughs> on black and white TV, <laughs> <Okay>. Sam.
2: <laughs> but like, what about yeah. a white person and like a like a slightly. Less white person.
1: Any kind of a difference could set the dog sure. off. If really?
3: they're not, if they're not prepared. If, to if see
1: everybody it. they dealt with was like super skinny, and then you get somebody who's a little heavier, yeah. Yeah.
2: that might freak oh, them out. Like if they're wearing a hat, they're yeah. not wearing a hat. They're sure, wearing sure. glasses. Yeah. A beard, facial hair. Sure, yeah. sure.
3: Like, Something like that they're not used to. When I was growing up, you know, uh, Irish family, we're all short. Yeah. You know, so, uh, anytime one of my friends, we had a friend who was like six five in ninth grade, and uh, <laughs> that 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 kid would come over, and my dog would freak the hell out because. <laughs> It's like, what is this thing that's coming over? You know, it's it be, just because a dog
1: wasn't used to used to the person.
3: That's so weird. Used so, to that height. Yeah, Dogs but,
2: are weird. I mean, they're not weird. It's just weird to think about that.
1: Racially motivated lawn pooping. So a newspaper in England, we should have asked uh, Nick about this, but a newspaper in England studied the London's police logs on hate crimes <laughs> over the past two years. While a lot of them are awful and horrific uh, events, charted there there's one crazy one that really stood out someone called the cops to report that a dog had pooped outside their house mm-hmm. and they believed it was racially motivated <laughs> the cops <laughs> investigated uh yet no word on on what they found really so there you go so somebody said dog pooped on my lawn Get, it's a hate crime but the
2: cops can't arrest a dog
1: the police dog could
2: the police dog can arrest other, other dogs? dogs sure
1: Yes. you haven't heard of that
2: do they have dog jail <laughs> wait are you guys joking you guys Sam, I a dog cannot arrest another dog i Sam. didn't know come on i mean they train these dogs i mean i didn't know <sighs> what are you guys gonna be mean Sam? so you can't arrest a dog and so then what's the point of issuing out a like you know a thing if they can't arrest well, the someone,
1: dog, some, someone wanted the police to look into it. Yeah. Oh, the police said okay, and they looked into it. <laughs> can
2: they can they arrest the owner? Perhaps. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, oh, what if they're stray dogs? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, they have to find their past owner. <laughs> no,
1: that's it. Where did they Where did they learn that awful, awful behavior? So I don't know how this is going to work because we got two of us, one of her, and three yeah. stories. Uh, You can read two or I can read two. Okay.
3: Or
2: I can read one.
1: (laughs) Fact or fiction.
2: You decide.
1: You decide. (laughs) All right, here you go. So we have three stories, headlines, ripped from today's news. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ripped from the news. And uh, two of them are true. One is absolutely false. We're going to read these headlines. And Samantha has to figure out which... Is the fake news Fake news So uh, are you ready? Yes Are you prepared, yes. Samantha? Yes Alright um, I have two of them to read So I will read mine You are I'll more read likely one. to
2: have the fake one
1: Well, if you uh, just do the demographics and math of it But don't you think I would plan that out ahead of time Just to keep you on your heels
2: I don't know all right, I don't so, know.
1: So here we go. So here's uh, story number one. Earliest cave paintings of animals were actually the first comic strips for fun.
2: No way. Okay.
1: There you go. Fact number two, Right. <laughs> uh, the title, a
3: little confusing, Saber-toothed cats with oral injuries ate softer foods.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
3: saber tooth cats, the, the large... Felid predators yeah. that once roamed Southern California may have eaten softer foods after suffering oral injuries, according to a new study. Oh, so like back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: In the ancient times? Uh-huh.
1: And here's the third story. Dinosaurs put all their colored bird eggs in one basket, evolutionarily speaking.
2: What does that mean?
1: <laughs> so researchers at Yale, uh, the Museum of Natural History, uh, that's birds inherited their egg color from non-avian dinosaurs
2: okay I so, think wait, what was the first one so I the think the first, first one's one was fake one
1: earliest cave paintings of yes. animals were actually the first That's comic strips for fun fake
2: fake 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 thank you Mr. yes <laughs> yes I knew it
1: so yeah, the actual headline was the earliest cave paintings of animals discovered in Indonesia date back over 40,000 years, strips. right? I was confused um, about the egg one. Yeah, deep in the jungles of Borneo, so I tried to do like three prehistoric stories together. Oh fun. Uh, deep in the jungles of Borneo, scientists have discovered the world's oldest paintings. In the caves, the uh, the world's earliest cave paintings of animals have been discovered in Borneo, Indonesia, uh, dates back at least 40,000 years. Uh, the drawings are, are even older than the famous images of animals found in France and Spain. So those are the famous ones that you see, the ones yeah, from France yeah. and Spain. These one in Indonesia are are, are are even older than that. It was spotted in a remote cave by a team of archaeologists from Australia while visiting and researching in Indonesia,
3: yeah, that's until they find cave paintings of a portly striped cat <laughs> making cynical observations, <laughs> eating lasagna. Oh, Garfield! <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: He's, <laughs> he's the real OG. Uh. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Do you guys know what that means? OG. Yeah.
1: It so depends it, on it depends no, on but, who you're talking now to. Now she said the original OG. The original so is that real. a little redundant? Oh yeah. no, I said the original real. original gangster. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said real OG, but okay.
1: <clears throat> you said or, you said I said original. You, you did. Oh, um, yeah. sorry. So, all right, let's let's go to the tape. Roll back the film, please.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, well, like I said, oh, is redundant. That's <laughs> redundant. <laughs> oh well, he's like, the original old guy. He's OG the OG. Is old guy.
1: Old, it's old guy. So, what's uh, what's your story oh, all about there? The saber toothed <laughs> tigers eating uh, eating their tapioca.
3: Yeah, saber toothed <laughs> cats, the what's large feline predators that once roamed Southern old California may have eaten softer foods after suffering oral injuries, according to a new study. Microscopic damage patterns on teeth from fossilized cats show the injured predators transitioned to seeking softer prey, like flesh instead of bone, which healthy cats may have uh, provided for them, according to uh, the study. Saber-toothed cats likely suffered injuries while felling large prey, according to a new study. And, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, um, they may have eaten softer foods... Rather than being the uh, bone-crushing saber-toothed fearsome yeah. animals that we thought, what
1: is tapioca?
3: I've heard uh, of it. it tapioca sounds... is like a little, like, it's like a, a pudding, little, like right? A, yeah. But the, the tapioca itself it's is those like rice balls. Pudding. Yeah, those little translucent dots for old people. Yeah, 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 they're like, and uh, the the stuff that's in the bottom of bubble tea, right? All right there you are. All oh, right. it is. No, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh, I love bubble tea. I,
3: I love bubble
1: tea. Yeah. Like,
2: really? Do you want to go get yeah,
1: some? I've never had <laughs> bubble tea.
3: Have you ever had uh, aloe vera juice? No, but I like aloe vera, so. Aloe vera juice, wh- I first had in Costa Rica. It huh? has these little, uh, little, uh, the pulp in it. And yeah. It, it,
1: it's a lot like bubble tea. <gasps> oh. All right. So I got another, uh, while Sam Googles images of tapioca.
2: It looks pretty good. It's like little. little.
3: They're little
1: balls. Yeah, we'll do another little email it, here. Tapioca's pretty awesome. Have you guys 40? ever
2: had honeycomb, like straight up? Yeah. I, I tried to buy it at the store. It was $18, and I had to put it back because that was a lot of money, and I wanted to try it.
1: <laughs> That's why, That had... was my favorite cereal growing up. You've never, no, you just... never had honeycomb?
2: No, not the cereal. <laughs> you've,
1: no, but you've never had honeycomb, the real honeycomb?
3: No,
2: the raw, like, yeah. real stuff. No, I, I, I awesome. was going to buy it. It's pretty awesome. Oh, I should have bought it. Oh, you I like honey? I should have bought it, yes.
1: You'll love honeycomb. Oh, I should have bought it. <laughs> All right, I got another email here. Dear Animal Talk.
0: What's this, fan mail from a flounder?
1: That, that is exactly- what it is. Uh, short, simple question here. Looking for a pet, do you have a suggestion for a good pet that will pretty much be independent? <laughs> a, well, get a bird feeder. Right? <laughs> Ooh, actually, yeah. that's a pretty yeah. damn good idea.
3: Well, they're pretty independent. Yeah. But remember, then, if you're going to feed the birds right, in right. the winter, you got to feed them all
1: winter. Sure. Because it's mean to feed the oh birds for God. a while. Yeah. And then not. So don't be that guy, though. No, don't be that guy. My uncle was uh, that guy in his neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, So we're here in the metro Detroit area. He lived like just north of the 8 Mile Line. Uh, He was just about two blocks north of 8 Mile. People familiar with uh, Eminem and his movie, Mm -hmm. The 8 Mile. It's not The 8 Mile. But anyway, so Uncle Clarence and Aunt Mary lived just north of 8 Mile there in little East Detroit at the time. And uh, so he would feed, there was a big mall down the way as well. So there were a lot of uh, (laughs) seagulls and pigeons um, around because they were attracted to the garbage and the. By them all. Right. So he would feed the birds like every day. He would have these so it was like a particular time, whatever it was, three o'clock, two o'clock. Sometime in the afternoon, he would feed the birds, mm-hmm. right? And he would have these bags, he would buy bags, and, and my aunt would just go crazy. She's like, You're spending all this money on these damn birds. He would buy bags and bags and bags. It was like a write-out of something out of Hitchcock. Two o'clock every day. Every oh, like tree, the movie The Birds? Yeah. Every okay. tree. Every telephone wire, every garage peak, every house within like six or seven houses, just covered with birds, <laughs> and he would feed them all every day religiously. And uh, actually, the the, co- the neighbors would call it because, and then the birds, you know, when they take off, they usually lighten the load. Yeah, normally on takeoff, most birds drop a load, and so these birds are just pooping over. Everything on the, you know, five, 10 neighbors around him. And they were just irate with him. And so they he actually, they called and I mean, it got so bad that they would, they would call the police on him. They're feeding the damn birds again. And he wouldn't give up. He's like, I serve my country. I can feed the birds. You know, he was like, that's not what he saw. So did like, he stop off. feeding them? Oh, hell no. Okay. He's American, damn it. I'm going to feed the birds. Cause I mean, you got to figure it's like, well, you know, the crap on the cars. But yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So he was, uh, how do we get down? How did I go down that rabbit hole? Don't know. Don't know. Okay, but, uh, I was heavily invested in that story. <laughs> Uncle Clarence, we miss Uncle Clarence. Fair. He was great. He was a navy. He was a navy man. He was.
2: Uh... I never knew him.
1: No. <laughs> He's a navy. He was a good guy. Um, all right. So the other the other story that we wandered through there was uh, dinosaurs putting all their colored. Oh no, that was it. A good bird. A good, what's a good pet that would be independent? And you said get a bird feeder.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what it was.
2: What about guinea pig feeders?
1: <laughs> guinea to feed the wild guinea pigs in your neighborhood?
2: Oh, I thought you meant like as a vet. I thought you meant you have, that you like, didn't have, you have to, like. roaming
1: packs of guinea pigs in your I neighborhood? I
2: used to have guinea pigs. Not in my neighborhood. What but
1: kind in my of. i arrested
3: with <laughs> guinea pigs. What kind
1: of. Those aren't guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I put up a meme. Uh, I think I put it on the Animal Talk page and it was something about, you know, don't adopt a cat while you're high on marijuana and the guy's sitting there with a possum oh
2: it's a it's like, yeah it's a possum
1: yeah. <laughs> just looking all baked you know he's yeah, got a Bob like... Marley t-shirt on he's sitting there petting his possum <laughs> don't go adopt a pet while you're
3: high have you guys seen that commercial I think it was marijuana. about like
2: glasses and the lady was trying to call her cat inside and then it oh, raccoon oh, came yeah, in yeah, yeah. that's oh, a great yeah. commercial oh. I was like
1: ah <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember that time when <laughs> uh okay okay independent independent animals okay cats
3: yeah cats cats cats. are pretty independent yes now if you if you want to go one step removed from
2: raccoons
1: cats (laughs) raccoons (laughs) possibly but uh i would say yeah like feeding the birds that would be great and then but the thing is with uh people that run into trouble with squirrels and squirrels eating out of uh the the bird containers
3: and what about fit tropical fish
1: fish if reptiles, fewer, you only got to feed them like uh, Nick and his uh, obsession with reptiles and our friend Brian. Um, fewer and um, fewer people have aquariums. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah. What happened to the aquarium people? The Aquarius.
2: Probably because ah. all the fish are dying because there's plastic in the ocean.
1: That's it. Everybody saw Finding Nemo and they're like, oh, that's just cruel. Uh. Ooh-hoo-ha-ha, ooh-hoo-ha-ha.
2: <laughs> Does finding Nemo have anything to do with plastic?
1: <laughs> no, but it had fish in the tank, and they were sad oh. because they were in the tank.
2: <laughs> oh. Right. oh, oh, and at the d- at the dentist. Trying, yes, yeah. and they were
1: trying to escape.
2: Did they all escape? Yeah, they did. They were all trying to escape, but mostly they were trying to get Nemo, like sure. to you know get back to his dad. That was yeah. mostly, but now then you, they all got out. But the you dad.
3: realize, Sam, that was not a documentary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's not? <laughs> it's not. I thought no. it was based on Sorry, a true Sam. story. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> that's a good movie,
1: though. Oh, so remember that story last week? We talked about uh, that guy who was trying to get intimate with the alligator, right? Oh, yeah. Right?
2: That poor or, or baby was alligator. getting
1: intimate with an alligator, yeah. and the uh, another alligator said, that's enough of that, <laughs> and, and then ate him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man! Uh, How do
2: you guys think it feels to be eaten? Ugh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh not Like that, but like um, like like dead. That would
3: be horrific. Yeah, what like a way to go. getting eaten by a bear or something. That would be mm. horrific.
2: Yeah, Dude, oh, well, you guys need very, to watch that. Bad. Oh, there's a movie where oh, I got sh- I'll show you. You know, people that recount, okay.
3: you know, people that survive like bear attacks and shark attacks. Whoa. will oftentimes, yeah. you know, re- recount hearing the sound of their The animal. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-uh, nope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio, he rebounded pretty well from his attack. Yeah, yeah. He He, he looks pretty darn good. Yeah, that
2: was based on a true story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like Benjamin Button.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Really? I thought that one. (laughs) Is it based on a true Brad Pitt. No.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. All right, here you go. But uh, here's another one. It might be related to this and some of the alligator incident in some way. uh, a baby goat that looks half human, half pig. Here we go. Oh, a goat! Oh. A goat in the Philippines gave birth to two babies, and one of them looked like a half human, half pig. Is there a picture? It even has a navel. I want it <laughs> like a human baby. Uh, some people have dubbed it a mutant devil. Uh, the local doctor believes it's either a genetic, a genetic mutation. I want it, and I'm going to name him Kevin.
3: Or <laughs> The
1: mother got bit by mosquitoes and, and picked up a disease called Rift Valley fever. All three of the goats have since uh sadly passed.
2: Except for that one?
1: Uh but if you search for farmer goat gives birth to half pig half human creature, you will Does the see baby it. human
3: goat pig does it look like any of the farm workers
1: in the <laughs> area? Dean? <laughs> uh I think we need to have a talk, son.
2: What? It looks like a baby.
3: Does <laughs> it?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Where, where's
1: it where, where can I find this?
2: It looks it was, fake. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, it's on the internet. How could it be fake? It's really there.
2: There. It's uh oh. yeah. So
1: <laughs> farmer farmer's goat gives birth to half pig, half human creature. I know. Is it pretty right? awful? I gotta see.
2: It's oh, did you, is there no picture? No.
1: <clears throat> oh my god.
2: I know, right? Oh my god, that's not right. Oh my gosh, that's not right at all. That's crazy. That makes me. That makes me. And then they they died. I don't know. If, that... Yeah, they
1: passed away. Oh, what
2: babies! Oh, I know. That's so sad. Why do we still talk about sad things on here? Why can't we talk about happy things?
1: Jesus, that, that is horrific. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was it a boy or a girl?
1: Here, here's the dad right here. <laughs>
2: Go?
1: go back. Go? Oh there where's you go. Dad? There, right there. Where's uh oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be it. Just uh theater of the mind, folks. Just uh believe that it's an awful and horrific photo that Brian just <laughs> shared with us.
2: It's worse when you don't see it. That way you can let your imagination oh my roll. Gosh. It's Here's like, a, version it's of like it. a
1: it's like a, a, a centaur. With a pig and then yeah. uh, a, a hefty individual as the upper part. Oh, can we not
2: say who that hefty individual is?
1: Uh, well, no, it's okay. Well, the first one wasn't the Don, but that other one was. All right. Um, we've been doing this for a, a little while here.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been about, uh, it's been a minute.
1: Yeah. All right. So here's 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 what's next. Who's back? It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Stop. Don't do it. Ah, here wow. they come. Time for the bad animal joke of the week. Sam, do you remember what the uh, factor fiction stories were about?
2: Eggs. The dinosaurs? Yeah, it was about dinosaurs. Yeah. All
1: right, so with Oh, they wanted
2: me to name all of them. So, as well. like, so
1: why is. Uh, why, what's, uh, dinosaurs, right? Yeah, Pre- yeah, yeah. Prehistoric yeah. things. All yeah. right, so here we go. With that in mind, why why what does a triceratops sit on? Something. It's bottom. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> <laughs> he laughed at it.
2: Ta- okay, okay. All you right. should do another one.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's the ba- what's the best way to talk to a Velociraptor? Not to long distance. <laughs> How do you ask a ty- a Tyrannosaurus out to lunch? How do you ask a Tyrannosaurus out to lunch? I don't know. T Rex.
2: Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> wait! I don't get it.
1: Would you like to go for T Rex?
2: Oh, you said lunch. Who gets teetering lunch? No, just kidding. I don't want. I don't want people to get mad at me. I love tea. Uh, Thanks. All
1: right, bubble um, tea especially. All those, all those tea echoes. <laughs> what's what's worse than a giraffe with a sore throat? Me. A tyrannosaur with a giraffe in its throat. Jeez. I don't know. Why do museums have old dinosaur bones?
2: Because uh, you know they're muse- museums. Because they can't afford new ones. <laughs> 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 there
1: you go. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know. Because they can't there, afford new ones. There you go, Sam. Tell uh, people.
1: Tell people how they can find out more about us.
2: I uh, well, we got our website www. If you want to type in the www. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's G T P uh, uh animal uh the facebook and the twitter and the instagram is all animal talk radio they're all the same so you can find us uh through the same name because we like to keep things consist- consistent
1: consistent exactly. the end and there you go all right so animal questions send them to me jamie at w- www that's it HTTP w- w- yeah.
2: colon w d- oh slash slash yeah, w yes. w
1: w oh my god okay so um all of that
2: jazz so, all that jazz
1: yeah so thanks to our guest oh we were supposed to talk about the world's most interesting dog
2: and we'll do it next time
1: yeah well there's a all right so if, if just if you're interested because there's money on the line um so you can
2: uh oh you a, can enter your dog there's
1: a a Facebook show Starting is premiering February seventh, um, and you can upload a video of your dog and vote on the other ones. And for every dog uploaded, Facebook for every video uploaded, uh, Facebook is donating uh, a dollar. And this that's not one of those. Okay. It's not one of those. The ASPCA sent this out, and there's an actual thing. Oh, okay. the world's most amazing dog. For every uh, video you upload of your amazing dogs, uh, the uh, Facebook is going to donate a dollar to the ASPCA. Can, can I enter my man goat pig, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can. So there you go. So it's uh, just go to Facebook. Can the dog literally just be sleeping? Amazing dog. That's pretty amazing. Um, Sure. (laughs) I I don't. I don't know what the criteria is. There's a a a a English bulldog riding a little wooden horse here. So far, there's uh, another puppy standing on his hind legs begging. Uh there's great stuff in there. So uh send send pictures of your amazing dogs into that and you could win. So uh so yeah, so you can get to go and, and get a lot of interesting animal fodder there and then maybe enter your own. So there you are. So uh um,
2: That's cute. That's cool, that's cute. I
1: was gonna Man play goat pig. Man <laughs> goat pig.
2: Do you even know who that is?
3: Yes, it's uh it's the Star Wars guy. Um He was the general, wasn't he?
2: I can't remember. Uh. <laughs> See, I can't even remember.
1: Uh, so yeah,
3: at so least you knew
2: he was from Star Wars. That's cool.
1: I think this is I think this is uh, a little PSA for it. Oh
2: yeah, yeah I no, I remember now. Also helping.
1: To- All right, what? Oh, oh, oh hang on, hang on a second.
2: Do you want to show off your
1: pup while also helping dogs around the world? Well, have your pup try out for the world's most amazing dog Facebook show that is happening now. To audition, visit the world's most amazing dog Facebook page through your phone. Press audition now to upload a video of your pup doing something amazing. For every audition, Facebook will donate one dollar to the ASPCA. And if your dog gets enough votes, you'll have a chance to compete on Facebook's show for a hundred thousand dollars. Be sure to share your audition using hashtag Most Amazing dog to help spread the word. The internet can't get enough of doggy videos, so let's celebrate the true standouts while also giving back to animals in need. So there you go. So that's the uh, Do so you the get ASPCA. The prize money? Uh, Well, it goes to your dog in a trust for you to manage as you see fit. I don't know, Sam. I think so. Oh,
2: okay. I didn't know. You were believing
1: it. You were believing me for a second.
2: Yeah. No, I didn't know. If so, I know they donate a dollar each time Like somebody uploads a video and it goes to-
1: And Mark Zuckerberg will come over and wash your car.
2: Oh, you oh, will. That's
1: special. Yeah. Wait,
2: really? So I, know. I can there's record it. Th- there's
1: always those. There's always those things. It's like, oh, if you share this, Facebook will pay your home mortgage, right? There's always those, <laughs> things, right? Yeah. You see those all the time. So there's yeah. scams, right? But this one isn't. So, so like, if you go to it and upload your, dog I just didn't video. know
2: if like the money, like they said a hundred, they said a hundred thousand or something, ten thousand dollars.
1: Uh there's I don't know what she a said. A large prize. She said a large available, yes.
2: prize. I didn't know if that prize goes to you, like if you win or does it go to like the donation like...
1: No, no, it goes, yeah, it goes to the winner of oh, the, damn. the talented, okay. the worst, well, the, the world's most amazing dog. I know what I'm going to do.
2: I'm going to dress up as a dog. Oh my God. I got it. And then I'm going to win. And then everybody's going to be like, no, she's not even a dog. And I'll be like, a... fuck all you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, you guys, I, I got to go feed Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, there you go. That'll do it. Uh out of time. Animal Talk radio.com I we played it once through already No no no. no. Let's, do do it it again. Do Let's do it again. again. All right, there we go.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, there you go. So um that'll do it.
2: Yep, we already said all that stuff. All uh, right, animal talk yeah. on
1: all the socials. Follow, like, subscribe, thumbs up, and uh, pre- really do appreciate everybody who takes some times with us and our guests uh, today. And we're gonna try. We'll probably get somebody from the ASPCA on to talk about yes. this show as it unfolds and yeah. find out the winner uh, and share that video. Yeah. So check that out, uh, Brian. You got anything else? I I think I'm done. For, okay. For you want to go, go
2: get bubble tea?
1: Bubble tea. Yay! Bubble tea. All right. Have an exotic week.
2: And kiss your wild thing for me.